Welcome to Health Matters. Dr. Michelle Wright with you as usual, joined this week by guest Stacey Brook for the first of two episodes marking World Stroke Day, which took place this year on the 29th of October. Actually, Stacey, I think I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself. Sure. Thanks for having me on the show, Michelle. I'm Stacy. I'm a writer, a digital course creator, a mother of three, a wife, and a stroke survivor. A stroke survivor. When did you have your stroke and how old were you at the time? I survived my stroke on the 19th of February, 2019, and I was 46 years old. So four years ago now, and before you had your stroke, did you have any warning signs? Did you have any reasons to think that you may have risk factors for stroke? No, actually, my stroke was not typical. It was caused by a dissection of my carotid artery. And to uh, give your listeners a snapshot of how uncommon this is, a, dissection, uh, a carotid artery dissection only affects two or three people out of 100,000 per year. And only about 2 to 3% of those people who suffer this phenomenon actually have a stroke from this. So it's incredibly rare. And the warning signs are not typical either for basically two reasons. The first one being that the warning signs can be different from men to women. And the second one is that this type of stroke affects people differently. So two days before my stroke, I was playing tennis and I saw funny white spots in my, in my left eye. And again, the day after that. And I was so unbelievably tired, uh, like an unwavering fatigue blanketing my being. And then can you remember what happened on the day? Yeah, so I was living with my family as expats in Japan. But that Wednesday, I woke up with a numbness in my lower right leg. And then this feeling of listlessness, of inertia just overtook my entire being. I was getting ready to go to a parents association meeting when I just needed to lie down. So I picked up my mobile phone to text that I was just going to be a little bit late. And then I floated into nothingness. Luckily, my husband was home. He knew the signs of stroke and he immediately called the ambulance. And then what happened next, Stacey? How did the stroke affect you and what was your treatment? Yeah, so I, um, after some hours in the emergency room, I went into surgery where the neurosurgeons were trying to place a balloon in my carotid artery. Uh, but at a certain moment during my surgery, the doctors came to my husband and asked him whether or not they could use an experimental approach because the conventional method was not working. And so they began the operation and they wanted to place a stint in my carotid artery. And so the surgery was obviously a success, but I presume that that was just the beginning of your recovery journey. Absolutely. Um, so after my surgery, I couldn't walk, talk or feed myself. So the first year of recovery, I spent more than a thousand hours in therapies, including two hours, seven days a week, in speech therapy. And I think today I'm still recovering. I spend several hours a week with my speech therapist, Seth, another two hours with my physiotherapist. And I run several times a week. I practice meditation, visualizing and do like tough stuff for me, like Sudoku and writing in my journal. I guess you could say that I push the, the regular methods of recovery away. 
I blaze my own path to recovery. I wanted to focus on what really fires me up, gets me out of bed in the morning and find therapeutic value in that. In short, I guess I wanted to focus on my passion. So I found a way to transform myself by following passion-based therapy. Wow, Stacey, a super fascinating story. Thank you so much for being so open with us. And I'm looking forward to part two of our conversation next time when we'll discuss what you're doing to support other stroke survivors. Music